You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Del Tori. Same corner, same time. How y'all guys feeling, man? Mm, you sound like you've got fresh mountain air in those lungs. Yeah, no no Bender vibes. Nope, you know, nope. No Bender vibes. I wouldn't mind getting into some Bender stuff, but a lot of relaxation. Went to uh, Colorado, Denver this past weekend. Swan through Boulder. I uh, checked mm. out that spring game. Uh, from the parking lot, then go inside the stadium. Uh, but had a good time out there in Denver, man. But Dude. snow? Yeah, we got some unexpected snow. I didn't even pack for snow, man. It was like uh, my, my boy that lives out there, shout out to my man Stax. He was telling me that it was going to be it's 70 degrees, man. Yeah, bring your, your, your hoochie daddy shorts. It's going to be nice out here. Mm-hmm. We had to do some shopping when we got out there as well because it was frigid out of nowhere. You know, that, yeah, so- that would feel uh, we're in tax season. That would feel like a write-off. Uh, business expense, right? Uh-huh. Business expense. And it comes from South Florida. There's a very different type of snow often in the air. It goes to Denver. Not, not with him. No, no, no accusations over here. It goes to Denver. Yeah, right. Uh, looked like a great trip. I'll be out there in week and a half. A little bit more than a week and a half. I'll be out in Denver twice in uh, in May. So looking forward to that. Uh, but looked like a great trip. Yeah, I had a good time. I didn't get into any. Um skiing or snowing anything like that but and got into some 420 activities uh metal whip former tight end tennessee titans tight end and texas longhorn tight end bull scaife um he had a quite a week of events so i went to a lot of his events uh checked out his business shot some content with him um made a connection with lindale white we're supposed to do a, a one-on-one interview soon too that should be pretty dope but uh um, yeah fight on man Talk, talk with them guys a little bit about that Texas and uh, USC Rose Bowl national championship mm. game. Oh, yeah. It's very nostalgic and very dope, man. But I had a good time. Enjoy Colorado. It's beautiful out there, man. It is. Very beautiful. Denver is awesome. Uh, Nick, how was your weekend? Good, good. Got a, a rare Sunday off. Got to hang out with uh, the fiance with a little Thursday, Friday, Saturday baseball kick. Uh, it's just that time of the season, man. My weekends are baseball. Love mm. it. Um, not not much going on here. Uh, we sponsor a guy on the Corn Ferry Tour, so they had an event. So I was down at that golf tournament on Thursday and Friday. Missed the cut by one stroke. So that was a, an unfortunate uh, series of events, but uh, but great time down there with him. Uh, Saturday, we had a little pool party yesterday. Just kind of hung in. It was a nice, relaxing weekend. Uh, got a lot of stuff in the upcoming weekend. What a relaxing pool party, Dan. A relaxing pool party, yeah. Just a little birthday party, just so you know, eight, ten people that were there. Just okay. drank by the pool a little bit. Um, mm. we had plans to maybe go on after, and then you know, I think the sun hit a little bit differently, and I uh, just, just decided to, to stay in. So I was in mm. Friday night, I was in Saturday night, and in Sunday night. You guys will be very happy and impressed. <laughs> uh, but I will man. say. I will say it's not just because of being an old man. Uh, some of my investments are are down in the dumps. 
Uh, a little load management, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's load management or if it's it's just the stress uh, of watching his stock portfolio just dip. As a as a shareholder, we're getting some unfortunate news uh, in my investment in Life Wallet. Uh, the Nasdaq has uh, given them notice of. Uh, starting the process to delist. So as a shareholder, those uh, are things that you don't want to hear or see. Mm -hmm. uh, we have put life a wallet on life alert. Uh, so <laughs> we are as shareholders, I've been able to talk to a few other shareholders. We are, we are very concerned uh, about the leadership and the focus of our mm. CEO. Uh, so we will, we will be watching closely, but if you start to see me little, look a little uh, beat up road hard and put off wet, it's probably because of my, my investment, sizable investment as a shareholder. Um, but, seems, uh, seems fine. If it's sizable, it's a uh, financially irresponsible. Well, sizable means different things to different sure. people. So it's all small size, big yeah, size. Yeah, oh, I would appreciate if you guys just respected my privacy <laughs> the same way that the I do. Pocket watching that Corey is doing right yeah, now. Yeah, and he's is a, a sizable he's a closet holder in Life Wallet. A, I'm trying a, to, a closet hey, Miami fan over here as a pocket trying help, watcher. Trying to help him get the GoFundMe together if he's you know if it's detrimental to his retirement or something. Nick. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, listen, Dan. Dan's yeah. not retiring anytime soon. The uh, that and we are probably minutes delayed now because of my investment <laughs> and what's happened from retiring earlier than I wanted to. Minutes <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get on with the show. As always, we do want to shout out our sponsor, main sponsor of this show, Alan Horn with State Farm Insurance, located there in beautiful South Georgia, but he can cover you in Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, or Alabama. Give him a call, 706-692-2888 or allenhorninsurance.com. Any type of insurance that you might need from auto, home, renters, life, business insurance, or I might need to reach out to him, retirement plan, and give Alan Horn a call, 706-692-2888. Gentlemen, a lot of news in the Gator world. Uh, biggest news probably happened just a couple of days ago, and that's the transfer announcement that he will be entering the portal of wide receiver Xavier Henderson, uh, one of the Gators probably likely starting wide receivers from this year. Uh, what do you guys take of, of that news that, that came out on, on Saturday afternoon? Um. Separated from UF better than he separated from some receivers in the three years that he was here. Um, no, no hard feelings, I don't think, from either way. Um, he's your leading receiver outside Ricky Pearsall, your most experienced receiver coming back. Um, it's not a great thing for UF to not have Xavier Henderson back in the fold, but I, I don't think it's uh, detrimental uh, to the offense. Yeah, I said it last show. Uh, the receivers, regardless of how it started, I thought the veteran guys were just going to be ahead because they were acclimated to the college game. Uh, and they know the playbook. So I expected those guys to be ahead in spring, get more reps. But uh, watching the spring game, watching these guys play over the last couple of years, they can't separate. And, uh, and they're not that explosive. So I've been saying the last few shows uh, that we don't have to rely on young wide receivers, you know, uh, to be able to separate their explosive. Um, Andy Jean. Aiden Mazzell, seeing him uh, draw a couple pass interference because he was just blown by guys in the spring game was extra encouraging. 
Uh, it's not a great thing that he's leaving, but I definitely understand it. Um, do I think he's going to lose some reps probably in his last year uh, before he gets this this NFL audition? I think so. Uh, I said that last show. I think all the older guys. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if another veteran wide receiver hit the portal. Mm. So that's just my overall take. Do I think we need to bring in a veteran wide receiver back into the fold in the in the in the portal as well? So um, an exit just. We just need to find somebody to replace him. But he's definitely replaceable. Big Henderson, that whole family, I'm a fan of that family. Um, it's probably best for both both parties to, you know, amicable separation. Yeah, ends uh, his ends his career at UF with seasons of 148 yards, 277 yards, and 410 yards. Last season, 38 receptions, 410, uh, two touchdowns, including a long of 78. Uh, had a big game against Georgia statistically, including that 178-yard pass. Goes for five catches for 110 yards. Uh, but I would say over three years, a, a relatively unremarkable career. Uh, certainly uh, has leadership, has speed. Uh, struggled a, a little bit, I would think, on on punt return. Uh, but, but overall, a, a loss for the Gators, especially from an experience perspective. But I don't know if I saw him being a, a huge yard getter this year just based on what we've seen before and, and what I would imagine Florida's offense will look like. I mean, who is going to be a huge yard getter in in this offense? I think mm. if we're at an early over under for passing yards per game, I set it at like two twenty. And I might take the under. Probably That's taking it. the under. Not great. No. So where what does that where does that put Florida? I mean, obviously you have, you know, the young guys. You you add in Caleb Douglas uh, in there. Uh, what what do you think Florida looks like on the uh, the wide receiver starting uh, three side of things besides Ricky Pearsall? Yeah, I think Ricky Pearsall. Um, listen, can you move him outside a little bit? I don't think that's where he's best. But if you're trying to get the best guys on the field, if, if Trey Wilson comes in and 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 is that dude and can start let's say by week three inside maybe you can move ricky outside or have them both on the field at some times that's some yak some yards after catch i think you can put it on the field um caleb douglas mm-hmm. khalil jackson andy gene like it's just they're okay yeah i mean it, not in not an inspiring group of of leaders right now um certainly you have some, you have a lot of promise right a lot of people that have skill, a lot of people that we're excited about, a lot of people we've talked about on this podcast very glowingly. But certainly I think the biggest issue that you know we're seeing right now is is Florida doesn't have that experience and they're going to rely on a quarterback that that's definitely not as athletic as Anthony Richardson, but you know rely on a quarterback that can hopefully get you some some decent production and, and right now it just doesn't seem like a lot of the odds are stacked in in favor of the Florida's offense outside of the uh, running backs being – being super serviceable this year. I mean, you're going to have to um, working on some like um, best available at positions of need um, for Gators online this week. And uh, I'll be hitting offensive line as well. I think you're going to have to get another guy in the offensive line. If Florida, I think I had Florida at 82 scholarships, 83 scholarships. So they're down mm-hmm. to 79, 80, 78 range. I mean, you have someone like um, Adam Mahalik, who was on scholarship, added to scholarship for the spring. Does he stay on scholarship? So there's ways that they'll play around with that. Um, 
but I think you're going to need to add a, a, an offensive lineman. Just watching how guys went down with injuries this year, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be crucial to add guys <clears throat> um, that that can play, either start or play in a pinch um, um, as, as depth pieces. So I think Florida's going to have to add. And, and the transfer portal uh, is not quite a buffet on either the offensive or defensive line. And then you look at guys in the SEC can't transfer – within the conference because they won't be eligible to play because of an SEC rule um, this late in the cycle. So if anyone pops up from, you know, an Alabama or an Ole Miss right now, uh, I know Silk's, Silk's on quarterback watch, on quarterback scouting duty, like Jackson Dart would not be able to play for Florida at quarterback mm-hmm. um, in 2024 so or 2023. Um, so you're kind of – you kind of are what you are unless we get some more names pop up. But I think Florida is going to be a team that predominantly runs the ball. You're going to have to throw the ball enough to keep teams honest, but you're going to need some backups. Like what does Cam Waits come back from at, at six foot eight, 350 pounds? What's the timetable and what's it look like to come back from an Achilles injury? What's mm-hmm. Mike and Mazuka look like after shoulder surgery? Mm-hmm. Um, the injury that he had, will affect everything you do when you're pushing, which is Mm -hmm. everything you're doing on the offensive line. So what, even when these guys come back, how healthy are they? What version of themselves are they? Um, So to me, I have a lot of concerns about Florida's offensive line because it's going to be have to be a team that, that runs the football. It has to run the football to win football games. Yeah. Yeah. We got to make some upgrades. My uh, offense, we definitely need, uh, I'm going to say upgrades. We definitely need death uh, because of uh, injury, uh, possibility we are already struggling with some uh, some injuries in the trenches by losing Xavier Henderson. I mean, we just we lose uh, maybe a couple terrible jet sweep calls a game. I think uh, and and a guy that shouldn't have been on punt return duty to be real with you. Um, so it was, it was like some bad fits. I don't know what he brought to the table that we're going to be missing that mm-hmm. that somebody else couldn't bring. Um, he, he wasn't taking the lid off, wasn't causing defense defenses to stress at night about absolutely anything in my opinion. Uh, so we'll see. I don't think that's a terrible exit, and we could possibly upgrade. We'll see what the skill, skill position uh, upgrades look like this offseason in the portal. But right now, I'm not – it didn't move me, man. I was I, I was already calling from a wide receiver youth movement. I've seen enough from these older guys. I'm not going to keep beating that same dead horse, man. So um, was surprised. Yeah. Was that that because I know he's a guy that loves Gainesville, uh, loves University of Florida, has been a, a good teammate, good player. And, 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 you know, a model citizen, you know, model student around campus. So I um, was shocked, but I get it. Yeah. Tough, uh, tough loss for uh, for the locker room, probably more than than anything. But certainly we wish him the best of luck and where he goes next. Nick, do you have any pontifications on where you think he might be headed or so? Uh, I think he could go home. Miami. Ew. I like that for Miami. That's that's rude. No, I do. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Louisville may be an option as well. I don't know what their wide receiver room look like, but I know he has relationships there. Yeah, he has a relationship out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. We'll certainly be uh, on the lookout for him. The other uh, big There were a couple of wide receivers real quick. There were a couple of wide receivers um, from Colorado. One is Montana, Lamonius, Craig, a plus Reminds me of a key and keen peel smith. 
A plus yeah. name. Um, he had three catches for like a buck fifty nine in the spring game. He hit the portal. Um, I think the other one's name is like Elijah. While you look that up, Nick, you've just said that the Florida Gators are probably going to average 225 yards or less on throwing the ball. Why would a wide receiver like that want to come to Florida? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you, Dan, but didn't know why a running back would want to come and, and, uh, in my mind at the time, sit behind Montrell and and Mm -hmm. Trevor Etienne. So uh, you get Cam Carroll to come, and he, he looked great in the spring. Yeah. I guess you never know. I guess you never know. I don't. I don't see that happening, um, based on some of the things that I read about him. That this has been a, a bit of a work in progress, and use the, the spring game with with Dion's help to kind of show out to to increase his opportunity. I don't know if I see him coming to Florida. Uh, I do worry about Florida's ability to attract. Um, you know, Graham Mertz is, in my opinion, a serviceable quarterback. I'm maybe a little higher on him than than Nick is, uh, but you look at what Florida's offense will likely be this year. And I just don't know unless you're a multi-year guy, if there's a huge opportunity for you to come to Florida and, and be a super impactful wide receiver to help your draft stock. I just, I don't see that offense here. I didn't see it in Miami, but we yeah. apparently we have a receiver going down there. Uh, it's, it's weird. We're recruiting in the transfer portal. I think opportunity and just snaps is a thing. A yeah. big stage uh, platform to be able to perform in the SEC. Um, all of that's an uh, opportunity. Uh, it's going to be hard for any Porter guys to go find a successful quarterback to go play for. Most of those programs are loaded with receivers. They have their guys, especially mm-hmm. as for a starter. So um, there may be just because of opportunity-wise, I, I think we get a, we'll get we be able to get a guy just from an opportunity standpoint, in my my opinion, because yeah. uh, if you're looking for one year to play ball, it's not going to absolutely be with a contender with a great quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. You may just need a platform like Cam Carroll, the running back, he could have played a lot of different programs and probably got more snaps, but he's going to be playing on a big stage in the SEC, and that could do a lot for your career as far as, like, getting drafted. Yeah. Um, it was Chase Sowell, the other name you were thinking of, Nick? Wide receiver in Colorado? Yeah. I don't see an Elijah on the roster. Um, <laughs> but Chase Sowell, which seems like the exact opposite name of Elijah. Um, I uh, has also entered the portal. I think that you're going to start to see a lot more over the next 48 hours uh, of big names. Uh, and we'll talk about the transfer portal a little bit more. I know Florida's gone after a few other folks, but the Gators did have another name that was, I don't know if is as surprising, but definitely a loss for the Gators as well. Antoine Powell Ryland, uh, who was the outside linebacker, edge, buck, whatever, uh, has announced that he too will enter the transfer portal. Uh, this season, and there's some rumors about that that are unsubstantiated at the time. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on Antoine Powell Ryland entering the uh, the transfer portal, boys? Uh, Go ahead. It's a it's a depth loss. Um, mm-hmm. Princely um, Princely moving over there is going to start. Um, I think Justice Boone and Princely kind of can be swing pieces playing defensive end and Jack playing in the edge. Um, I, I still think you need another edge player. And I, I, need, I think you needed one in the portal before Antoine Powell Ryland Jr., the seventh of his name, House of Dragons, um, left. So I think – I don't think it's a huge loss for Florida. Um, he played well when he took over for Brenton Cox, but um, I, I think he'll probably look in, in a guy who might transfer uh, down a little bit and get more mm-hmm. playing time. 
I think that he was a, he's a fine player. I think that he might've had even a bigger impact on the defense than Xavier Henderson was defensively, at least statistically. Um, I was, I was a little bit higher on, on Powell Island than maybe some others. Um, but I also know that there, there should be some excitement about Kelby Collins and a few of the other folks that uh, are at that position being able to make an impact as well this year. I don't think that he was going to start, uh, but uh, you know, losing depth pieces is unfortunate, right? I know it's part of the business and everything else, uh, but to me, that's kind of what separates you know your your good to great teams is not just the talent, but it's the depth right behind that. And I I don't know if Florida will be able to upgrade over Powell Ryland. I think maybe they'll be able to find a body to fit into that spot, but you know, it's, it's I guess part of the game of football. Yeah, that's going to be a battle for all coaches going forward, keeping keeping quality depth uh, mm-hmm. because the transfer portal allows you to be able to be a little bit flexible. If you're not playing, you see you're getting passed up in the spring to kind of hit that portal. So it's hard to sell sell kids on being patient, and that's going to be another thing to monitor just with new college football, the way it's all set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to continue to not just recruit college ranks, and you got to recruit your roster as well uh, while kids are going through you know position battles. Uh, but we we got deaf at the position mm-hmm. on this opportunity to add somebody to that room. Um, but yeah, just I didn't want to see him go. You know, yeah. uh, to me, like 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 Dan said, I think this is more detrimental than the Xavier Henderson. But we can definitely afford to lose um, somebody at that spot. But you just need quality depth in the trenches in the SEC, man. Just because of attrition and everything else, man. Keeping fresh bodies and injuries always happen. So um, didn't didn't want to see him leave. And yeah, I was out there, man, in Denver. I just started getting texts about just weird rumors. I don't know what's going on, but I was enjoying my vibe, so I, I didn't really entertain it or text you guys about it. But there were a lot of rumors about uh, this transfer. Yeah, we uh, those those seemingly are unsubstantiated uh, right now. Uh, but um, Princely Ubinilin said, "What fight? Nobody got any fights, man. Like it's all made up." Is what he said. I don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. on the team. Just read a tweet as I was vibing this week. Uh, let's let's get a quick uh, shout out to uh, our friends over at the Gatorverse. Go visit Gatorverse.io uh, for uh, a really cool way to <laughs> help uh, a number of athletes at the University of Florida, including gymnastics and basketball. So go check them out. Gatorverse.io. Bless you, Nick. Um, we will, um, be, uh, doing a NIL event with them this, uh, this off season. Uh, so again, go visit Gatorverse.io and help our student athletes as well. Uh, Nick, I know, uh, over the course of the last few days, there's been some, some new updates out there regarding the transfer portal and a couple of guys that, that floor is looking at, uh, do you have, uh, some of those names for the listeners here. Um, yeah, pull them up. Yeah, fill some air while I pull these up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll we'll fill some fill some air here. Obviously, we we do expect that the Florida Gators will likely have a number of other uh, transfers into the transfer portal over the next couple of days. Uh, I believe the next forty eight hours should be a, a big. Uh, entering time. I think all of the spring games are now done. I think a lot of your post uh, 
game and post-practice uh, interviews are, are wrapping up or are already wrapped up by now. So certainly going to see uh, some additional names entering the portal here pretty soon. Uh, I don't know of the quality. I don't know how many are uh, going to be guys that Florida looks at right now, uh, but Florida certainly does have uh, a few folks on uh, on staff that are monitoring that transfer portal, hopefully very often right now. There was yeah, some I, I, go ahead. So there's some I, I read somewhere or heard somewhere Billy uh, or somebody from the staff mentioning that there's a certain date that, that they were waiting on for because you could go too early. You don't know who's actually entering the portal until they're right. there, right? So you can actually move too early and miss on uh, a prospect that you wanted later. You, you just didn't know it's going to enter the portal. So there's a certain deadline that they're waiting for guys to enter before they get aggressive. I don't know when the portal closes exactly, but um, thirtieth, six 30th. days. Yeah, so they need, they need it closes. It closes for us entering it, but it don't close as far as uh, teams being right. required. Correct. Right. So you have to enter the portal by April thirtieth. Um, now you can have um, graduate transfers, guys. You know, with I think I think Florida's finals week is next week so that'll obviously be after like the portal closes but if you graduate you can you can you know uh transfer as a graduate transfer so even as the portal closes for let's say you know uh, freshmen sophomores juniors anyone who hasn't graduated um you might have guys who who graduate and, and can still transfer after that um Really, the only one that that we're reporting right now that Florida has plans to uh, bring on campus is uh, San Diego State offensive lineman Joshua Simmons. Um, started all 13 games last year um, out there um, and was a four-star recruit in the 2021 class. Um, I, I think he's the number 47 interior offensive lineman on our on three transfer portal rankings um, would be a, a depth piece for Florida, which is, it was anyway, as, as I spent a bunch of times talking already uh, about would be important for the Gators offensive line. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. So like Florida is intent on, you know, not tampering or at least saying they're not tampering silk. But to me, you should if you're not, if you're not at least looking at, if you're not at least, talking about internally who are guys that could help us if they potentially hit the portal and already doing your review. Like if you're waiting to start your film review until a tweet mm -hmm. gets sent, Hey, I'm in the portal. By the time you talk to a kid, he's going to know where he's going. So like mm -hmm. there has to be some sort of system of scouting recruit or not recruiting, but scouting and, and doing your due diligence on guys, even if they don't end up going into the portal. You can't mm -hmm. afford to start your process once a guy sends a tweet and officially enters the portal. Yeah, and we obviously don't know a ton about what Florida's process is right now. Um, we know that Florida has historically very much been uh, rule followers, and that's been a, a multi-decade uh, process now to try to avoid uh, getting in any sort of trouble. But, Nick, I think that you're right. You know, These things happen quickly. You see a lot of guys that want to the transfer portal and a day or two later announce where they're going or already have visits set up and everything else. So I mean, I we do definitely uh, tamper with Cam Jackson and a few other players, allegedly. allegedly. Uh, purportedly. Please, Louise. Reportedly. Reportedly. Florida would never. Florida would never. Florida would never. It got dropped. The news got dropped by a certain reporter a little, little earlier than it went public. So that's true. Florida, yeah, he was Florida not even never. in the portal when the news was, was right. Dropped. <laughs> Thanks, Edgar. Yeah, shout out to the temperers.
<laughs> um, the San Diego State transfer, Nick, remind me his name again. Um, his name is Josh Simmons. Josh Simmons. Uh, had a, a good six friend in college. Six, 305 Elbs. Elbs. Um, you know, watch his tape. It's it's fine. You know, again, depth piece for Florida. Obviously, a uh, a decent player in, in the way that Florida is shaken up on the offensive line right now, or or what could be a very run heavy offense. You're going to expect to see some injuries. Uh, would be nice to have. I don't know if Florida has a huge opportunity to to have somebody. You said he's ranked the 47th best transfer interior lineman. Interior. In all of college football, or that are in the transfer portal currently, because I would like to know options one through forty-six. <laughs> um, I, that that list is guys who have already also picked schools. That seems the- like that's an invaluable list then to me. Uh, let's let's pull that list up here, and if I go into the on go. three transfer interior portal. offensive line, here you go, Dan. Oh, I already pulled up. Oh, got you. you got it. I, I sure did. Um, how do I do this by rankings? There we go. Uh, Colorado really had a lot of people enter the uh, the portal, huh? Buddy Louis Bags. Yeah, I was out there, man. I almost entered it. <laughs> Listen, man, I had a bunch of I have a bunch of friends who live in Denver, and uh, they love it. They grew up in South Florida, um, yeah. living in Denver. Love the vibes out there. It's a different city. I would lo- I like to visit. I don't know if I would love to live there. It seems like a I see one of those cities where everybody's not from there. I couldn't right. get mm-hmm. I couldn't get a hold of like the people of Denver inside of Denver. It was like a little a little different when it pertained to that. A little bit of a melting pot out there. Yeah, not a lot of people. Denver's really grown over the last you know couple decades. A lot of people moved out there. A lot of people during you know pre COVID and, and post COVID I know went out there to be near the mountains. Denver's definitely a melting pot of a city, but definitely not a. Uh, it's probably somewhat similar to Tampa, right? Not a lot of people are from here that that live there. Those that that did are definitely outnumbered by those that that moved out there. But you you saw why people are moving out there. It's a it's a great spot. But no, I would I would agree with you. Are you uh, a Tampa for for life, Dan? What are you a Tampa lifer now? I you know you never know. I don't have plans to leave the 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 Bay Area, uh, but uh, you know never had plans to move here to begin with. So. If life wallet stock bounce back, man, you may, you know, never know. If life mm. wallet stock bounces up, I might buy Tampa called Danpa. All right. So <laughs> get out of here, bro. Um, Nick, there's a here's a couple of names that I have for you. Uh Emmanuel Pregnon from Wyoming. Um, he's higher ranked. Uh, these are all the people that are higher ranked that are not committed or already enrolled somewhere have, else. We only have a certain amount of time. Troy Everett from Appalachian State seems like he could connect to Florida. Vincent Lumia from Duquesne, looking at uh, Bowling Green in Miami, but you guys have him ranked as the 19th best interior offensive line. Mississippi State transfer Lucas Taylor is number 31. Uh, let's see. Can't can uh, Colton Deary can't. from Maryland, and then take, uh, Lucas Taylor would be ineligible to play next year at Florida. Yeah, well. We're, we're, we're looking forward to the future, Nick. You've already sailed the ship on this season. Uh, Zach Zambrino from American Heritage transferring from Princeton is looking for a spot. No better place to go than from the Princeton of the, the North to the, the Harvard South. of the South. <laughs> and then Josh Simmons is right there. So of uncommitted, currently ranked interior offensive lineman, I believe he's sixth 
uh, best. And so we're going to roll with that. The sixth best transfer interior offensive lineman in the country sounds a lot better than 47th uh, overall. Nick, any other names that Florida has quick, gone I'm, after yet? Oh, go ahead. Quick, Josh Simmons, I mean, he has what, three years of play? Uh, I believe so. He was a, he yeah, is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Three years to play. His NIL value is $5,300 from Helix High School in La Mesa, California. Uh, do you know if there's a connection to Florida other than Florida needing somebody at all? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Yeah, reading some of the uh, San Diego State message board stuff in um, Twitter after searching his names, apparently he jumped off size a lot. That was his, his hang-up. But starting that many games as a sophomore uh, at San Diego State is impressive. Uh, so we get we get him for three years. So you got to think there's some development that we could do, and he could be productive. He's already starting as a sophomore at San Diego State, um, struggling with some penalty stuff that hopefully Rob Sell and you know, Stapleton could clear up. We'll see. If we get him. I don't even know if we got him yet. He's visiting, right? May yeah, uh, yeah May 5th. There we go. Um, in other news, uh, Silk, you have caused a stir amongst the Gator faithful of wanting Malik Murphy. Um, Nick, you want? Well, not really a yeah. stir, but you, uh, you you've brought his name up probably more often than most. So, um, you guys think that that's a possibility, or it's just it's just like people run and like, like I, I put out Malik Murphy's name. We've we've talked about Malik Murphy. Um, but then I have to deal with a message board and with Twitter and people are like angry that Malik Murphy's not already at Florida. And it's like, well, he's the backup at Texas. He's fine. Seemingly fine being at Texas. Um, you know, Malik need to I, read, read. Malik does need to read the room a little better. So I do get fans saying like, what? I don't understand how he don't see what's about to happen here. He's um, the transfer portal. Right. So he's not available to Florida. Um, and I and I don't know that he's better than Graham Mertz. Like I, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of tape on him. He could be. He's certainly a very different player than Graham Mertz. He has better chances for sure. More mobile. Um, but like he's not a magic pill that's going to win you nine games next year either. And he's not available. Yeah, all of that. But uh, from a all skill, of that aside, yeah, from a skill <laughs> from a skill yeah, but from a, a skill set perspective i definitely would take malik over him he's not in the portal uh but there's a lot more upside we know what we're getting with Graham mertz after how many years he played at wisconsin we've seen him in the spring game he's an average guy we've all called him that you know um and just seeing the spring game of malik out of texas you see a lot of upside upside and also defeat he could be able to move but the kid hasn't entered the portal mm-hmm. i mentioned i mentioned his name just because of talented backups uh, Jalen Milrow is another guy. I'm a little concerned about anybody leaving Bama because they were trying to get Tyler Van Dyke this past week, which is frightening. So um, I don't Speaking even know if I want a Bama guy. Uh, it ain't tampering. I also think I also think Van Dyke was also trying to get his bag pushed up. I don't know how much Bama really wanted him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they probably poked the barrel a little bit to see what's up. But I don't see Van Dyke being better than Jalen Milrow or what they got going on out at Bama. But they did concern me that they're not. Bama hasn't really, you know, solidified a spot there. Um, but we'll see who enters the portal and then then go from there. But I understand why fans, the average fans, looking at at my man Malik out there in Texas, like, yo, how do you not see the jig? You're not going to start over yours. Uh, and when the yours time is up, there's no way you're going to start over Arch Manning. Yeah, I, I think that the, 
I think the best thing that you could have is, is maybe an open competition, maybe share the first game or two, but it's going to be very, very hard to, to surpass the, the Arch Manning hype, no matter right. how good or, or not. Politics. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into a, uh, another quick ad read, and then we will get into some line uh, makers out yeah. in Vegas. What's up? Thanks. So we're gonna get into some lying. No, 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 no. Um, not yet. Not yet. As as always, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. They are about to drop where they did that you can pre-order uh, a new bomber jacket that looks incredible. It reminds you of the old starter jackets of yesteryear. Go check out homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale to give you fifteen percent off of your order. A little plug here, if you've already used it once, just create a new account, same address, same everything, just create a new email, and you can use it again in perpetuity forever. Uh, so again, homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale, gets you 15% off of your order, about 18, 19 different items, including the Florida Gators script logo for this time of year, uh, and then they will continue to drop new things, but also go check out that new jacket, again, homefieldapparel.com. Promo code Stadium and Gale. Uh, our friends over at DraftKings are not wearing orange and blue glasses, according to our friend Nick Delatore. Uh, Florida has, I think, six or seven games where lines have been released. And Florida is underdogs in all of them. Starts with uh, Florida at Utah on August 31st. Fl- Florida is a 10 point underdog. There they say what? So let's just go. Let's go through them one by one. By one. Are you guys? Are you guys taking that bet? Uh, are you guys taking Florida with the points? First off, know. we need a we need a statement Miguel pop up. I'll be in town. Okay. Salt Lake, Dan. You've probably lived there, been there. Dan may be in Europe. <laughs> I might be in Europe. <laughs> might be in Europe. So you're, we'll, you're not fo- you're not focusing the group chat, Nick. I can tell. Yeah, no, no, he, he's not. So. Um, <laughs> Nick, we got we got Florida plus ten. You taking the uh, taking the points? Uh, to me, this one's uh, this one's tricky. I I I, I don't know what Flo- what Florida will look like when they travel out there. As much as we made a big deal about the humidity, uh, at your you're up four thousand feet sea level. Uh, mm-hmm. I need Florida with some of those Bane training mass uh, when fall fall camp hits to get used to that elevation. Um, what's Cam Rising going to look like? He tore his ACL on January 1st. Um, is he Cam Rising? Can he play? And if he does play and start, is he Cam Rising? Utah was a much different team in late October, November last year than they were when they came to Gainesville. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, talking to some people out West, that's a very Utah thing to not play well in the beginning of a season, uh, and finish strong. You like, you like to hear that if you're a Florida fan. Um, I don't know that 10 is a crazy line. Uh, you usually give the home team three points. So you're saying that's a, a touchdown game. Um, I, I like that line. I'd probably uh, lay the points at Utah at this point right now, though. So continuing the Gators plus 10 versus Utah? Yeah, I'll take the Gators plus 10. I, want, I do want to so, see what's so up with So it's got five money lines here. Gators money line five times here. Just betting the Gators outright. I, I do. I would like to see the health of both teams leading up to this game. Uh, where we at offensive line wise? Where they at can rising wise? Um, I did see enough from like just from a physical standpoint when we faced those guys last year. 
I thought physically we were better than them, uh, the strength wise. And also, I think Billy I coached them boys a little bit, just, mm-hmm. you know, from a Billy standpoint. I know we had the home field advantage. Um, the lack of them knowing what exactly we were going to do with Anthony Richardson, the offense was brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have some of that. Um, they don't really know our offensive plays and how we're going to run things. We kind of got Cam rising in the Utah enough film to know, to know how to approach them with our defense. Um, so, yeah, I, I would take those points now. But I, before that game starts, um, my lives are going to be dependent on how healthy both ten, teams are at that point. Yeah, no, I think the Florida's a, a probably a little bit more physical of a team. We we saw that uh, in the last game. I think the Florida's faster. Uh, you know, certainly there's a lot of question marks about Florida as a whole, um, but I do think that one of the question marks that will hopefully be answered is, is a better defense. Obviously, I know Florida played Utah pretty well defensively uh, last year, but you know, I do think that Florida is going to be drastically improved on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but, you know, the game comes down to, to Cam Rising and it comes down to, to Graham Mertz and the health of this Florida Gators offense and, and what they're able to do. Uh, Ten points, I think, is a lot of points. Uh, Utah is is a good team. I know that they graduated a number of folks as well, so we'll see what their roster looks like. Um, but I do like Florida plus ten right now. Uh, we move on to the game 17 days from then when Florida and Tennessee take uh, – uh, go against each other in the swamp. Florida is also a 10 point favorite. So a, a neutral field, 13 point underdog to Tennessee. Uh, but the Gators did lose 38 to 33 last year, but again, Florida plus 10. Do you like it on September 16th against Tennessee? I like that one. I like that one. Um, I, I don't, I, I think, I think the system, um, hypo system is quarterback friendly. Um, I'm just not big on Joe Milton. Like, I'm not a big Joe Milton guy. Uh, yeah. I watched him in high school. Didn't think much of him. Went to Michigan. Didn't really play or play well there. Um, I think they caught lightning in a bottle with a really old, experienced quarterback who was good in Hendon Hooker. Um, with some solid wide receiver help, too. With, right? with solid wide receiver help. And, and, and I think Tennessee takes a step back this year. Um, I like Florida in that game at home. Yeah, that's going to be a tricky one. I just got to see Joe play. Uh, mm-hmm. But that hyper offense is always going to be good, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have to score points in that game. Uh, but I, I, 10 points is, just sounds like a lot for, 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 for me right now. I'm taking that every time, especially in such a rivalry type game. When the last time Tennessee beat us by like 10 plus like that? Um, I, I don't know. You'd have to go back because yeah. over the last, what, 17 years, they've won twice um, in Florida. Lost by five last year, and I think the time before that they lost seven or eight years ago was by maybe a touchdown, uh, or it might have been by ten, but it was some late points. But yeah, I think yeah. Tennessee right now. I like Florida plus ten. We'll see what Tennessee does. I don't know if Florida wins that game. Um, I do think that Joe Milton is a big step down uh, from Hendon Hooker. I do know that they graduated a number of people, including you know some of their best wide receivers as well. So they've recruited okay, uh, not great. Um, I, I, I like Florida plus 10 right now. We'll see uh, but that could come down to, to bite us. Uh, but, uh, but right Florida, now, 10 points. I, I like Florida outright in that game. Uh, Tennessee beat Florida by exactly 10 in 2016, which ended the streak. Okay. Of the 28 game. The last game was more than 10. Uh, would be 2003 in Gainesville, which was a 24-10 win. Also the last time Tennessee has won in the city of Gainesville. Nice. 2003. 20 years. 
Next game up, we have Florida versus Georgia, obviously in Jacksonville, October 28th. Florida plus 22. Ah, Christ. That's a lot of points. <laughs> give, me, give me 22 points. Ah, yeah. What was that? I think it was, it was 22 exactly last year, right? Yeah. Push. 22 points, just a lot, especially right now. To, to give up, you know, three touchdowns plus uh, is, is a lot of points in, in any stretch of the imagination. I don't think that Florida is going to be a 10-win team this year, but I don't think that they're going to be as atrocious as as maybe some folks think. I think that George is going to take a little bit of a step back on offense. I think that whoever wins between Vandergriff or Beck or whoever their starting quarterback is going to be might be fine. It might be serviceable, but 22 points just a lot to, to give up. The defense might be able to score 22. <laughs> <laughs> the defense is going to be disgusting. That's the thing in that game. Like, I don't know what our offense is going to look like, and the defense is just lights out, you know. So, it's going to be hard for us to find points. So, I'm not – I don't know about that spread. Georgia, I'm just going to leave it where it's at. They may cover that shit. It's depending on where we're at. But it's going to be hard for us to score points on Georgia, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a streak watch game, like a scoring streak watch game. Hmm. No, we're going to score. Right. And Florida at LSU. This one was probably the most surprising. Was Florida plus 17 and a half. Um, It's a a lot of points for for a team that I I know beat Florida last year by a couple touchdowns. Uh, But I'm not sure I see um, 17 and a half. What did I put? I remember doing the research. I can't remember now. What did I do? Uh, what's the numbers on how many times they've played in November? This is like outside of the Hurricane Matthew year. I think it's only the second time or third time they've fourth. Yeah, time you didn't. Played. You didn't put um, a, a time. You just said the last time Florida didn't play it was in October of 2020 uh, because of Hurricane Matthew. And no, 2020 was because of COVID, and then 16 because of Matthew. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, because of Hurricane Matthew in 2016, I think that that's the only other time. Um, we played least, once in December in like 1930. That research didn't make the article. So, yep. um, uh, well, yep. this game's always played in October. It's going to be right. cold. Um, Colder, yeah. It's going to be very cold in Baton Rouge in November. Um, I remember going there in 16, and um, shout out to Ryan Young, now uh, yep. publisher of uh, the rival site for USC. Um, I think he got pneumonia, uh, refused to come inside while writing his stories after the game. Um, shout out to my colleague, Zach Albaverde mm-hmm. for not packing correctly. Um, only brought a short sleeve polo to that game in 16 nice. and, uh, had to go downstairs and buy a long sleeve t-shirt, which had uh, purple and gold down the sleeves. Had oh, LSU Tigers. So Zach was wearing, uh, an LSU tiger shirt. Uh, listen, it's better than pneumonia. It is better than pneumonia. Well, I tell you what, I catch pneumonia before I wear a Buffalo shirt. I, I almost had to get a Buffalo hoodie this week. And I was like, there's no way I could buy this thing, bro. I'd rather you freeze. You couldn't put a Coach Prime across your chest? No, nah, I can't do it, man. Just couldn't, you know. Too many Gators have transferred to Colorado, man. So I can't be buying that and supporting that merch, you know? Got a lot of Gator yeah. fans transferred to Colorado, too. Um, back to the spread at hand, 17 and a half. What do you guys think? Gators cover? I'll yeah, LSU, yes. Cover. yes, LSU, yeah. Unless they got Joe Burrow coming back or something. 
I don't, I don't think that Joe Burrow will be back. I knew, I do know that he was in town this weekend showing off uh, with uh, the LSU basketball team around town, showing their rings. They were pointing to a finger that didn't have a ring on it, but I would presume that's where the ring would go. And then finally, November 25th to end the regular season in Florida Gators plus 11 against Florida state, Uh, Florida battled them loses by a touchdown last season. FSU get a lot of preseason top 10 hype. You like the Gators plus 11 at home versus Florida State. Yeah, man. Mike ain't impressed me this past year. We were down big. Like, receiver room, we were in shambles. We should have won that game. If, if our defense alignment made the sacks they supposed to, we beat Florida State easily, I think. We just let Trav out of there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just not a – like, I don't, I'm not believing in the product out there out west. We're going to see how that season unfolds. Uh, starting game one with LSU. But uh, I think it's going to be a trenches game, a war of attrition for both teams. That's the final game of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think last year we lost the war of attrition more than the game, to be honest with you. We just mm-hmm. was super thin at receiver, uh, playing a lot of guys that wouldn't have been playing normally. Uh, but we'll see where we are with it by the time the, the season gets to, towards the end. Yeah, we definitely had some head-scratching play calling there to start the third quarter too. Nick, yeah, your too. thoughts? Yeah, I uh, as much as I get accused of being a hater, um, I really don't. I, sh- I should be getting accused of being a hater for Florida State. I'm not buying into that. Listen, Jordan Travis is going to be the same type of slippery, hard-to-tackle guy that he was last year. Um, I'm playing – if I'm if I'm Austin Armstrong, I'm, we're playing, you know, missed tackles on a loop uh, at workouts. Um, it's on a TV in every room. You're watching how many times you miss, t- you miss tackling Jordan Travis. Um, I'm not a huge – I'm not, I'm not big into the, the FSU hype this year. Uh, I think they brought some good pieces back. Um, but I think Florida can win that game. Obviously, that's going to depend on what you look like health-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, on November 25th, shout out to me and my uh, – what will be my 35th birthday um, for that game. Shout out to you. Um, but, yeah, I think Florida covers that game. And, and I'm picking two outright wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tennessee and Florida. And I think this. Florida would like would like both of them as as would the fan base. New uh, Leaf Nick, stuff. Leaf Nick. Um, Leaf obviously, Nick. Florida struggled against rivals last uh, last year. Uh, we had the opportunity to interview Billy Napier a few months ago. Uh, Silk asked that question. Uh, very very important to watch Florida against their rivals this year. Uh, going back, I, I don't think that I like Florida State plus eleven right now. Um, I don't think that they had a great spring game, um, especially if Jordan Travis is injured. He didn't have a great spring game. I think he threw for um, not not a great not a great day. Maybe just a little bit above fifty uh, percent. Uh, maybe just barely into the six uh, or into the three digits there. Uh, but backup quarterbacks really, really struggled for Florida State in that game. Uh, Florida State obviously is talented. They've gone to the transfer portal to really fill in these needs. Uh, but, you know, Florida really struggled uh, from, like you said, so from an injury perspective, a lot of head scratching there in the third uh, quarter when it came to, uh, to play calling. Um, I don't think that there's a huge gap, and I do think that Florida's defense will be better. Um, so I don't know if I – I, I like Florida, definitely like Florida plus 11. Um, and, and who knows, Florida might uh, might outright win that game as well. So that is what we have right now. If you are interested, DraftKings has those odds, uh, but has Florida in only, only the games that they have listed as double-digit dogs in all of them. Uh, so we will see as we get 
closer to the season how the Gators are looking and whether we were right or wrong in our prognostications there. Um, any final thoughts on that? Getting near the end of our show here. Um, go ahead. Um, no, I think I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, I thought there be I thought we'd have some more. It'll be interesting to see what Florida's roster looks like. I mean, you you had Billy Napier come out and say after the spring game, um, you know, our roster is not finished. I just don't think we've seen the kind of impact players enter the portal um, that maybe we expected. Um, having gone through all weekend, or specifically Sunday, gone through a ton of, of what's available in the transfer portal. I just don't know if there's a bunch of guys that either, I don't. I don't see a Ricky Pearsall. I, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't see a guy like Ricky that comes in that you can get to come to Florida and can have that kind of impact for you in, in 23. And I think Florida has a bunch of spots, and, and not to you know continue beating a dead horse, but has a bunch of spots where they need a, a Ricky Pearsall type of impact guy. Um, so it, it'll it'll remain to be seen what they can get out of the portal, um, and, and once it closes in six days. But you, you'd like to see some some more names if you're Florida, mm-hmm. if you're Bird, Cheryl, Billy Napier, Austin Armstrong. Um, you, you'd like to see some more names hit that portal. Best thing we can do is uh, Twitter fingers. Just to, every time somebody enters their portal, just tag them. Um, all right, let's More Gator in. emojis, all right? Yeah, yeah, Gator emojis. Uh, and if you are watching us on YouTube right now, thanks, Fragrance Journey, for always listening. But please do hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. We really appreciate that. 164 of you listening uh, live right now. So go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, we will get into our final ad of the day, and that's our friends over at Alumni Hall. If you are in Gainesville, go visit them on beautiful Archer Road or go visit alumnihall.com and get your latest and greatest in Florida Gators apparel. Uh, obviously, have a lot of other things, including cups, coasters, uh, chairs, umbrellas, all of that kind of stuff that you may want to rock the orange and blue. Go visit alumnihall.com or go visit them on Archer Road. Nick? This is the time. Gators go one and three in baseball this week. Uh, beat Florida A&M to start the uh, the week at seventeen to seven. A run rule against them, uh, and then do lose mm. three straight against number six South Carolina Gamecocks. Yeah, South Carolina is twenty four and one at home. Uh, mm. So just a tough place to play at Founders Park. Um, and uh, Florida wasn't alone. Uh, Florida was not alone in in getting swept this week. Um, the SEC is a tough baseball conference, more competitive baseball conference than football conference. And I think that's saying a lot, not taking a shot at all. Uh, Vanderbilt was swept 0-4 last week. Arkansas uh, was 1-3 last week. Um, so a bunch of teams losing, losing games. Um, if you look at the D1 baseball standings, you still have LSU, Wake Forest at the top. Uh, South Carolina jumps from number six to number three, just ahead of Florida. But Four of the five top teams in the country are from the SEC mm-hmm. um, and South Carolina, or excuse me, Arkansas rounds out the last team at number seven in the top 10 for the, the SEC. So um, on Gators Online, I kind of broke it down a little bit. Florida, I think, still has a path to win the SEC. Um, that'll start with ne- probably needing to sweep Missouri, uh, who's currently last in the East uh, this mm-hmm. weekend when you, when you host them at home. South Carolina has a tough trip. Uh, out at Arkansas later in the year. LSU still has to play 
um, the rest of their SEC schedule. And then Florida gets to host Vanderbilt second to last weekend of the year. Um, so a lot of time left. Florida's bullpen, I think, is what uh, fans will focus on. And, and it's not just the bullpen, in my opinion. I think it's the entire um, the entire pitching staff. I went through all of Kevin O'Sullivan's um, pitching, uh, I guess, pitching numbers through the years. Mm-hmm. And this is the worst year for walks per nine um, in his tenure. Uh, Florida's walking almost five batters per nine. Um, and in a conference like the SEC that is so competitive, um, you can't be giving people free bases. So uh, it was the bullpen on Thursday night. Florida was in a tight game, three to three. Bullpen comes in. Uh, you get Brandon Spurt out of the game for a left-on-left matchup, and and you walk the next five guys. So mm. that, that was a tough scene to watch. Um, a 3-3 game all of a sudden – you know, before you can get six more outs, uh, you're in 10 runs. Um, Hurston Waldrop was good on Saturday, but again, Florida just didn't get the hit. Uh, they had eight hits, but just didn't get the hit with runners in scoring position. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, kind of more of the same with, with, with the walks and then not being able to get the hit. No shame in, in getting swept at South Carolina. As I said, they're 24 and one. The only loss is to number one LSU at home. So got to get back on track this week. Uh, I think it's UNF on Tuesday and then three against Missouri before you head out to college station. You need to ask someone to bring back my uh, unicorn hat, the one that Soap's wearing, which I left you out th- there. You think it's more uh, South Carolina pitching or just the bats went cold? Um, South Carolina has a really good pitching staff. Um, they hit the ball. They just, they play really well at home. I think there's something to, um, there, there's a lot momentum is a big thing in college baseball and, and getting, I think they had 10,000 um, each game uh, or close to that at founders ballpark. Um, Florida's bats have been so good all year. Um, I just don't know that you, you can't keep asking them you to score eight, nine runs a game to win games. So you've got to get the pitching staff to stop walking guys. Um, and, and then there's some, there's just some guys that are struggling. Some some guys that are really struggling in Florida's lineup uh, right now. If you look at, I, I posted the SEC game stats. Um, Ty Evans, who's been hitting eighth for you um, after starting the year off really hot and hitting like four or five, um, is four for fifty in SEC play. BT Ryapel is four for fifty-seven Jeez. in SEC play, and Colby Halter's four for six or uh, excuse me, sixteen for sixty-six. BT's eleven for fifty-seven. So mm. these are guys that two left-handed bats that you need to have in the lineup. And Colby Halter plays an amazing third base. He probably saves you runs defensively, which is why you keep him in the lineup. Mm-hmm. BC Ryapel um, is, is with Josh, with Josh Rivera, the heart and soul of the team. You need him in the lineup. I think you need to find another option for Ty Evans. There were too many times where Florida would have runners on first and second or a runner on first runner on third, less than one out uh, or less than two outs. And, you, you get to this por- this portion of the lineup, which last weekend was just a black hole. They, they mm-hmm. weren't getting hits. They weren't getting walks. They weren't getting on base um, and, and just killing momentum. And momentum is such a big thing. It seemed like Florida would get to a situation where one more hit and you'd swing momentum and then you'd be able to get a big run, get a crooked number on the board, um, and, and you just didn't get it. So the defense has been fine. Um, the hitting has been great all year. They had a bad weekend hitting. Credit to South Carolina pitchers. Um, specifically uh, their, their starting pitchers who were, who were really good this weekend. 
Um, I'm not pushing the panic button. There's a lot of games left, and I think Florida, um, outside of Vanderbilt, has played their toughest portion of the season, their, their, their SEC season. Yeah, this was the portion of the season that you said that the Gators needed to look out for and ultimately do pretty well. Um, collectively, obviously struggled against South Carolina, but still have an opportunity, like you said, Nil- Nick, geez, Nick. UNF on Tuesday, uh, Missouri on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at home. And then, check those and then another tough road trip, not – Texas A&M has has struggled this year on the field, but that's a that's a beautiful ballpark. A really passionate fan base. They're going to pack. I think it's called Bluebell Park. Um, shout out to ice cream. Well, shout out to the ice cream. Shout out to the ice cream. I don't know if they make any dairy free though. Mm. No vegan mm. ice cream. Hey, get some gelato, man. Mm. Give me some shaved ice or something. Something. Um, but that'll be that'll be something interesting there. Um, how do you handle that road trip against a team who I think is nine and eight in SEC play? Then you get Vandy at home. You love to have that matchup at home. That's going to set up to be a huge matchup um, based on what South Carolina is able to do in the next coming weeks, weekends. Um, but that could be for an SEC East title. LSU, um, I think, is a game ahead of Florida. So South Carolina leads the the conference right now, but they have some tough some tough. Uh, Weekends ahead of them, and then Florida will finish, I think, at Kentucky. Pretty nice. Uh, and finally, let's get into uh, congratulations are in order for the men's golf team uh, that won their first SEC championship since 2011. It's their 16th overall conference title, and they beat the number one team in the country, Vanderbilt, uh, 3-1-1. One, and one. Uh, So congratulations to them as they will then move on, um, including – uh, moving on to, to hopefully win a uh, compete for national championship. They uh, had great performances by Matthew Cress and Ricky Castillo. And then John Dubois is the one that ultimately uh, sunk his final shot for the Gators to win. Plus footer with, uh, with, with uh, a beautiful shot. 15 plus footer. I, I thought his little chip on kind of got away from him. Uh, those, those, uh, those greens look nasty, but, Big 15-footer. Uh, it wasn't to win the match. You know, that putt didn't end right. it. You still had to have somebody miss a putt, but he, you had put, him, you put himself in a situation where he had only only had to have one of the last two holes uh, in match play to win it. Still a 15-plus footer, uh, which essentially wins you the SEC. Uh, that's a knee shaker, a knee knocker there, Dan. A knee knocker. As, uh, as, as a golfer myself um... – you know, those uh, and then watching the Corn Ferry this weekend or this week, this past week, uh, it's those shots that separate the men from the boys. So uh, congratulations to them. Uh, they will move on to try to compete for a national ch- title here soon. Uh, those details will come up soon. Uh, and right now, those three names, I believe, are the three names that the Gators right now have as uh, some of the top I think they're th- the Gators right now have three players in the top 15 in the PGA collegiate ranking. So uh, congratulations to them and certainly best of luck as they endeavor to compete for a national title. Um, we do have a comment here. Um, 
because it is somewhat associated to the Gator Athletics before we end the show today. Silk, you have the song of the week, so get to thinking about that. Uh, there was a discussion. Ethan White, who uh, previously played for the University of Florida, announced his transfer to Southern California. Uh, will no longer be transferring to them. Nick, is there any tidbit of information that you'd like to give the Gator faithful? Um, yeah, Ethan was going through some personal stuff um, prior to transferring. Um I don't know anything new about an injury um, that Lincoln Riley mentions. Um, that could just be uh, a way that Lincoln Riley is looking to protect Ethan. I, I don't know if he is or is not injured. Um, I also don't think or have not heard of anything about Ethan White coming back. I think that that's probably what fans are get Florida fans are asking when they're when they see that Ethan White isn't enrolling at USC is he coming back I, I don't think that that is happening awesome um I do want to go back to PGA or back to golf just for a second uh Fred Biondi right now is ranked number three mm -hmm. in the country he will earn a fully exempt corn member our corn ferry tour membership should he finish in the top five um Yushin Lin is ranked number 10 right now, and Ricky Castillo is 14th. Uh, the number one player will earn a PGA Tour membership. Uh, two through four will get a fully exempt Corn Ferry Tour membership, and six through 10 will get conditional memberships. And uh, the difference between fully exempt and conditional has to do with the certain tournaments and whether you have to qualify to enter them or how many points you have to make per year to stay on uh, the Corn Ferry. Um, players through six through 20, just because that's conditional for Corn Ferry, but six through 20 will earn a fully exempt membership on the PGA Tour Canada and PGA Tour tour latino america so congratulations to them and uh boys any final comments before we before we get out no i don't have anything no i don't have anything all right perfect well we'll uh, we'll get on with the show before we leave if you're listening please hit that like button uh, it's that little thumbs up button that helps the algorithms uh please subscribe uh, we will drop videos. We just cut up this podcast, drop those videos into bite-sized form for you guys. So we appreciate you listening on YouTube. Please support our sponsors uh, from Alumni Hall and Homefield Apparel. Definitely check out the Gatorverse. And, of course, Alan Horn with State Farm Insurance. Silk, song of the week, my friend. Uh, man, we go. I really like this whole project. Ramona Park broke my heart. Vince Staples. Uh, but I'm going to go with Rose Street off that album. Rose Street by Romana or by Romana? No, 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 by Vince Staples. Oh, Vince. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Vince got a little Vince got a little um Will Smith vibe. No cursing. Positive uplifting. Speaking of no cursing, um, going to I got tickets to go see Nate Bargatze in a few months. Comedian, he doesn't right. curse. Uh very, very good. Saw him about yeah. a year and a half ago. Coming to the Amelie Arena here. Um so Queen comedy clean clean comedy uh but very funny go check him out he just announced a bunch of new tour dates but that's enough free advertising for nate bargazzi a he doesn't pay us Morgan and b he doesn't need it did you see morgan wallen canceled his second night in at, at ole miss i did i did mm. yep um apparently the ward in the street has got a little too drunk uh he put out that his voice was uh wasn't uh up to snuff or up to par but uh word on the street he's got a little too drunk in, uh, in Oxford, Mississippi. It can happen right. in Oxford, Mississippi. Yeah. Yep. Feel bad for the people that spent uh, their hard-earned money, hotels, travel, everything yeah. else. 
Sold um, life sold millions of life wallet shares to afford a ticket to go see Morgan. I don't Wallen. know if you even had a million shares if you could buy a ticket to Morgan Wallen. Um, <laughs> have you guys ever gone to a concert? Uh, I was wondering. I was talking about this with Brooke earlier. What what happens if you buy a ticket through somebody? that resells it and then they just refund the original purchaser. You just have oh, to beautiful. work that's out of the arrangement. That's a you double dip for the ticket broker. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I, I figured Ticketmaster didn't look out for the actual ticket holder, but I wasn't sure if you guys had ever experienced that. No. Thank God. Thank God. Mm -hmm. All right, boys. Same corner, same time next week. Back. You already know. Yeah. I don't say no love song. Never say no love strong. Nah, yeah. Hey, baby, how you got that little getting you mad? That's some shit you gotta deal with. Pimping my past. Hate the who hit the kill switch when they get back. Figure skating, taking field trips, flipping them racks. On the back street, 10 times 10 on the dash. All gas, no brakes, cause I'm living like that. Came up out that airy case with my crippin' intact. She be lying to my face, so I hit from the back. Let her real know. If you a housewife or a. Pick the black or berry, I ain't dealing with the snow. We ain't getting married, girl. I'm getting to the dough. RPGO. Yeah. yeah. She say she in love, what's that? Trust, what's that? Us, what's that? Yeah. I'm married to the gang, don't be playing games. Yeah. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. She say she in love, what's that? Trust, what's that? Us, what's that? Yeah. I'm married to the money, don't be playing games. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. Red Ferrari seats, all my homies bled out on these streets. Makeup on my sheets, makeup, sex, stress. Hope she leave, reaching for my keys. She like, where you going? Stay with me. Hate to see a bed, she don't want me dead. Posted on the block, when it's war, ain't no warning shots. Bullet hit his top, all his homies ran his body drop. You can't have my heart, but I promise you be in my thoughts. We don't go on dates unless I bring what keep me safe. I promise you, you don't gotta stress, it's gonna be okay, yeah. Okay, I'm lying, living day by day, just don't waste my time. Is you here to stay? Don't pay attention to the shit you hear him say, man. Can't press for wine. Life is like the movies, baby. Pray you don't use me, baby. Pray they don't shoot me, baby. Only way you lose me, I've been feeling loopy lately. I keep it on me, I don't use the safety. Nah. She say she in love, what's that? Trust, what's that? Us, what's that? Yeah. I'm married to the gang, don't be playing games. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. She say she in love, what's that? Trust, what's that? Us, what's that? Yeah. I'm married to the money, don't be playing games. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. Flowers for what you want.